0: Welcome to Retro Fanfic Retrospective, the podcast where we dredge up old fanfiction and expose it to the cold, harsh light of 2023. My name is Amato, he, him, and with me are...
1: Dory, they, them. And Della, she, her.
0: There's also, you know, all the spirits in the room, but I know you two can't see them. And Della, if they start, like, you know, messing with the sense of equipment, I'll ask them to keep it down, okay?
2: Oh, no, Grandma's have been messing with the equipment since day zero. I was going to say day one, but like day negative five. (laughs)
0: Did you have to go to some sort of magic witch specialty place to get that problem looked at?
2: Um, I'm a trans woman, so I am the magic witch.
0: (laughs) Ah, yes, I forgot. All trans women
1: are witches. That's true. That's fair. (laughs) That's why we can't let them in the bathroom. (laughs) They'll cast a spell on all the... They'll get rid of all the spirits uh, in there. Yeah, get of all the- <laughs> right. And we love spirits haunting the ladies' room. Yeah, they're, they're, That's they're what de- we're all about. They've
0: developed a nice patina <laughs> of evil spirits. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, we're very happy to have you on with us again today, Della. Mostly because Tori and I know very little about holic, I'm pretty sure is what how you say it.
2: Uh, <laughs> you're, you're doing this on purpose. <laughs> we had this discussion offline. Yeah, apparently... It- xxx X, X in that is just like a japanese thing to represent blank mm. so blank holic or holic so as someone who
0: has read all of the manga at least is mm-hmm. that right mm-hmm. uh, what should go in that blank what are what is someone a holic of
1: isn't the concept that various people are addicted to various things
2: yeah but you could also argue there's an overreaching theme but that changes throughout yeah. um connection i think maybe connection holic Huh. Yeah, just people seeking too much connection. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. why I try to avoid connection.
0: <laughs> that's why I only have two friends.
2: <laughs> well, well they and keep, we may remain disconnected most of yeah, the time. They, yeah. they keep on trying, but it doesn't get that. The, they're always going for it. Mm. Mm. Maybe interesting. Yeah, although the uh, main, the like catchphrase of the series is, um, everything is nothing happens by accident. Everything is faded, uh, in Japanese, it's uh, hitsuzen. They say there's no such thing as Guzen coincidence, okay. <laughs> which is kind of a weird fatalistic thing, but it's also about cho- the choices you make. So I don't know that their, their themes are. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> why are we talking about Holic today? <laughs>
0: um, I don't know. It came up recently. I think. uh why did Holic get mentioned? Did I see that there was like a a Holic fanfic on um on the Yuletide recommendation list or something? You did, and you, you both talked about it in um.
2: One of the episodes I wasn't here for. (laughs) And Delia, you were like, I could talk about Holick. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I forgot about it. That's one of the, like, I've consumed a lot of stuff over the years, and I don't pay attention to it most of the time. I was like, oh, yeah, I know a little about that. No, I know everything about that shit. When
0: that <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know because looking at the stack of manga on the table right now, mm-hmm. I see one volume of Holic and sixteen volumes of Subasa Reservoir Chronicle. <laughs> but according to you, it's basically
2: the same thing anyway. So uh, it's not this. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> Your interpretation of stuff is so weird, <laughs> They cross over. I don't. I don't believe she ever said that. No, no. I, they're, they're, I said they're slander. they're in the same universe. Mm, potato, potato. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> potato the ground the potato is in (laughs) like it's like basically here's the thing here's the thing (laughs) it's
3: like the
1: things that are in the same universe right are so many things we sort of take it for granted that things will be set in the same world even like not even the same universe mm-hmm. but like this isn't even set in this these aren't even set in the same world they're just set in the same universe multiverse. in same yeah. universe in a they're in a multiverse they're
0: in yeah. the
2: same multiverse right same wait now yeah cuz there's lots of worlds yeah. in the multiverse multiverse as a contained unit as in you have this multiverse and then you have the Marvel multiverse right. and then <laughs> right and then we write a fanfic and we cross them over yeah and then okay i I'm giving up now. Well, you can kind <laughs> of consider, like, Smash Bros. as, like, its own multiverse, you know?
1: Oh, I see what you mean. But, like, at that point, like, everything's in the same multiverse, right?
2: No. Not unless they're in the same fiction at some point.
1: Right. But they could be. R- Anything right. could be. <laughs> like, if I wrote, like, yeah. I don't know, Doctor, the Doctor from Doctor Who, like, making out with Bono, then... Yeah. They're... In so it's a multiverse.
2: Anything right. could be, but these are. <laughs> in Tsubasa
0: Rutherford Chronicle, they go between all these kinds of different worlds and one of them is the world where Holic is set and apparently they go Whoa. back there more than once. Okay. Yeah. So that's what I was Okay. And but, so that is a multiverse. It. They they take place in the same multiverse. I that's understand okay. it. I'm yes. just being deliberately thick. Mm-hmm. You're confusing me. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: well,
0: it, it got me thinking just a
1: little bit about it though because yeah. it's like, yes, these are characters that are based on look like name the same as characters from other clamp works a lot of them in subasa not as many in holic right well
2: there's um no not in holic i think in holic they have cameos from the different series that they're running at the time mm. like, but they don't really have like how
1: sharon and sakura appear in Tsubasa, yeah they, they for don't example
2: yeah in subasa that they, they jump multiverses, and that's a chance to mm. have new characters and then uh, this one they just have they just stay in the, they mostly just stay in the one universe. <laughs>
0: well, I you know, I could have found Tsubasa Reservoir Chronicle fanfic pretty easily on the source that I'm going to be sharing now. You might have but, to. Yeah. I, well the thing is like I feel prepared to talk about some Holic because I read a little bit of Holic back in the day and I feel mm-hmm. like I get the gist. Yeah. I read a little bit of Tsubasa Reservoir Chronicle back in the day and I understood less about it than I did when I started.
2: Yeah, that whole storyline gets like, it makes soap operas look straightforward. <laughs> yeah. Before we started recording, I was saying
0: it It seems Kingdom Hearts-esque, where also the more you play of Kingdom Hearts, the less anything makes sense, mm-hmm. unless you are just, like, you know, going to do a dissertation on the lore or something.
2: hmm mm-hmm. I- I'm going to start off by saying, like, I love Clamp, you know? Mm-hmm. They're, they're one of my favorite groups. I, I love their influential. These stories are messy <laughs> yeah you know, I, they're messy in the way where they or it seems like they make mistake um twists for plots yeah okay so there's a lot of twists and i if i was editing i might cut down a couple of them
0: <laughs> i'm also fond of clamp mm-hmm. i just learned that um you know the more recent super robot wars games are full english language support oh and two of them feature magic knight ray earth heavily oh, and nice. i was like you know what i really do want to pilot the machine in like a square grid based strategy game to go blow up Massenger z or something like i actually genuinely want to do that I so wouldn't. i might need to get one yeah 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 no you should <laughs> <laughs> oh tori yeah. one of those games also has cowboy bebop as one of the sources <sighs> I don't quite understand, like, their ships are not super robots. It's more like... No, they're just
1: ships. I mean, some of them have, like, grappling arms on them. Do they? they, Yeah. Grappling arm.
2: I thought that was Outlaw Star.
1: Uh, No, Outlaw Star does, but, like, I think, (laughs) uh, like, that's, like, a feature of Outlaw Star. But I'm pretty sure in Cowboy Bebop, there are, like, a couple of ships that have, like, at least one arm that might extend. Yeah, I could be wrong. I could just be mixing up with Outlaw Star. It's weird, because, like, when
2: you said that, my first thought was, oh, yeah, Cowboy Bebop. The the their ships have grappling arms, like no way, is no that right. No. <laughs> I mean, it's not definitely not inherent. But feature. I did think that for some reason. Yeah,
0: I'm pretty sure in Super Robot Wars, like there are ships as well as robots and super robots and such. Okay, but I just didn't think that like the Bebop could fight a Gundam. No, like I don't think it's no. that kind of ship. No, so it's, I don't it's know what they did that ga- like, right. Exactly. Yeah,
1: it'd be very different. It's like you know, putting the yeah, it's like a spaceship versus a giant robot. Like that's just not. That's not a, that's not a
0: fight. That could be a fight someone wants to watch. (laughs) It's just two different types of entities. That's all I'm saying. Well, the thing is in super robot fiction, Mm -hmm. generally the ships can't fight the humanoid robots, which is why everyone needs to make humanoid robots. Because if the ships could fight the humanoid robots, they would just have ships. And so like for one reason or another, there's reasons that like they need to be humanoid robots
2: (laughs) is my understanding. Okay. But. Anyways, y'all mentioned Holoc in an episode, <laughs> and I was concerned you were going to try to talk about it without me. Mm. And I, I was going to get CSI flashbacks yes. <laughs> to listening back to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Della pretty sure we were experts like, on CSI. It's a police procedural. Uh, yeah. I was like. CJ said like, they, they watched a lot, but like there was a lot of, yeah, I don't know if this is about that character. Like, no. <laughs> and me being like, I remember the goth girl, and you being like, that was NCIS. That's NCIS. I never even saw that, but everybody knows that. It's NCIS. <laughs> okay. Okay. Everybody knows that. Well, because c- like, on the space of the internet I was at at the time, <laughs> mm-hmm. it was always, who's that goth girl? The, she's from NCIS. And that's how the conversation went every time. <laughs> because you know all the goth girls. I'd like to.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, speaking of goth girls, because Hollick has a non-zero number of them. Yeah. Uh, well, it's one. I don't know if goth is... not the... Goth is not the Anyways, right
3: word. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> of
1: Clamp's material, um, this is one of the ones that definitely has a more gothy aesthetic. Like, you know, they feature kind of like white and black prominently. Yeah. I mean, not, I'm not talking about the actual illustration because that's obviously white and black, but in the colors, like... Pale skin, dark hair. Yeah, looking at this color um, of
0: holic, and it's just flat out Halloween colors here. it yeah. is.
1: Yes, and they have kind of a like gothic Lolita vibe to yeah. some of the costuming, at yeah. least in the um like uh,
2: cover art, expansion art. I don't know what you call it. Well, the, yeah, they they have cover art for chapters and stuff, mm-hmm. and chapter art, and it is a lot of like even in this color color one, it is white and black. They have monochrome like accents of, of the skin and the hair. And there's a lot of that in just about every picture, I think, white and black.
1: Indeed. And um, if you look at inside the cover and that first volume that you have in Japanese there, Adela, it's mm-hmm. um, Watanuki, the main character being held on a shade and having cat ears at a tail by the um, witch in the story. Yeah, And it's very, um, Yes, it's got just a little bit of that kind of bondage, <laughs> gothic Lolita vibe
2: for sure. Yeah, the 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 art is like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the story isn't like that. The story <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> is a ghost story. Correct. Maybe Japanese Gothic would be a good word for it, because there are like tragic stories, mm-hmm. but it's all in like the Japanese theme, and they like, talk about um Japanese folklore, and on, on on my reread, I skimmed over that stuff because like mm-hmm. they go. That's a topic that I really like, and they go into detail about it, but I have no reference for it, or no, no interest in um random interpretation of folklore.
0: Maybe you are like the rest of the English audience, and your main interest was in slash shipping? I think it was in Yuko.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that seems fair. Della, the only person interested in—well, no, people are interested in Yuko, actually. I think you're supposed but, to be. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. think yeah. so. And actually, to be fair— These fics bring up Yuko, the witch, um, more than they bring up any other characters besides the characters they are shipping, which are Watanuki
0: and Domeki. Right. And yeah, we've got two fanfics for today and let me tell you how I got them. Okay. Even though I should have remembered that there was just a, you know, a Yuletide fanfic that was recommended that we could have read, I actually went searching otherwise and over on good old TV Tropes, which can be a start, I found a recommendation for an author. But the person recommending it named Sashiki Wadashi, mentioned that one of this author's fanfics, one of any gen's fanfics, the Woolen Monstrosity, won a UFO award. And I was like, what's a UFO award? Mm -hmm. Because what I like as someone doing a podcast about old fanfiction, I like it when random communities decided to do (laughs) fanfiction awards, you know, 10 to 15 years ago. Yeah. And just like have a big old list of recommendations for me to look at. And what do you know? I hit the jackpot for the years 2006 to 2009. The UFO Awards stand for the Universal Fan Open Awards, mm. which was clearly just in that order so they could stand UFO because it would be like open fan fiction, right? Like the open...
2: Yeah, no, it, it's fine backing into an a acronym you like. That's respectable. <laughs> All right.
0: They were hosted by the Dodmoon.net multi-fandom community. Mm-hmm. And it's still some kind of online
2: community. I don't know. It seems like... So the... that's what the open was. It was... Um... Not single uh, series is open content. And I think it was also open for people to recommend,
0: though, for like the final like award winners for like the whole awards. Apparently they got a panel of judges and like they also had weight in addition to voting. I don't know. But um the thing is, it was a community. It doesn't seem like it must have been a huge community because when I look at the lists of things that had that are in the UFO Awards, mm-hmm. I see... I don't know. It's kind of a idiosyncratic list of things. It's like you know, I see Avatar, I see Buffy. um, There's one Batman Beyond fanfic. Fair bit of you know, um, of anime of various sorts, but also High School Musical, Mm -hmm. iCarly, Mm -hmm. a shocking amount of Life with Derek, whatever that is. I'm guessing Um, another Disney Channel show. Yeah, I'm kind of guessing that too, right? (laughs) It sounds like it would be. Yeah, and then you know, Dresden Files, Veronica Mars. Like, I don't know. not like there's Star Wars here or anything, or like Star Trek, or any
2: of like the big old established fandoms. Well, the, I think so, this was a different age of millennial than us. So this was mm-hmm. the school generation before us oh, who watched iCarly. And I don't. Stuff. And I
1: don't even. I I vaguely know what iCarly is, but like that's definitely younger but, but, but than but the, me, right? Yeah, but the high school. Well, like High School Musical is kind of the pivotal. Yeah, fandom point and, of that and era. I.
2: Yeah, I never watched High School Musical. Like it wasn't. And that point of TV was the um, like it's Avatar, The Last Airbender but... series. So th- this is right. that time capsule, of... like when we were in college. When we were in college, exactly. Like college age. When, when we were in college, and there were like middle school, high middle school. school, or you know. But I didn't watch the Disney Channel
1: in middle school. I watched it like elementary school. So
2: I don't know. But when you were in college, people middle
0: school age would watch Disney Channel.
1: <laughs> I guess that's probably true. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sure. Okay. We're
0: missing the point. The point being, when are we going to read an iCarly fanfic?
2: Uh, what's i Carly? <laughs>
0: yeah, that, let's start
2: with that. <laughs> oh my God, that sounds so old, y'all. We 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 need to bring some younger millennials. On. <laughs> we need some younger millennials
0: to
1: read old. Not fan younger with millennials us, yes. at this point. Wouldn't they be like a Gen Z?
2: No, they're they're younger millennials. We're 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 on the oldest age of millennial.
1: <laughs> no, we're not. The oldest millennials are forty two this year. Mm. And I'm only
2: thirty-four, so stop that. Well, if you're hanging with us, <laughs> <laughs> you're thirty-five. Well, because I'm—I'm definitely on the older edge of, of millennial. My my older sister is a Gen Xer, and like the beginning millennial was like old retro stuff as cool. And th- I remember that happening in high school.
1: Sure, sure, but yeah. all I'm trying to say is the youngest millennials are twenty-six this year. That's all I'm trying to say.
2: Yeah, and then these people would be like thirty now. <laughs> that we're talking about.
0: You know, I think my stop doing math. <laughs> stop doing math at me. I think my former
2: fan fiction to. reading and writing cousin
0: <laughs> is exactly 10 years younger than me and therefore 26 years old. Mm-hmm. Mm. I have to reach out. See Spend if they're young blood.
2: See, see if they're millennial or not.
0: <laughs> yeah. see if she'll ends. talk about some Warrior Cats with us or something. I keep um, on running into that. I can't believe that's an actual franchise. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Is that like Samurai Pizza Cats? No, it's very unlike samurai pizza cats. Okay. It's more like Redwall crossed with um cats. <laughs> <laughs> the musical. No, not, no, no, not, 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 not redwall. <laughs> it's more like watership down crossed with Re- redwall or something. I don't know. Um, um like they don't use tools, but they're like fully intelligent and they have clans and okay um let's and one of them has <laughs>
1: clairvoyance
2: it, it's all a metaphor for the eventual downfall
1: of humanity yeah i, Maybe. I,
2: I love when we, when we're on the um, series and topics that amado doesn't know a lot about because that's when we get the most tangents <laughs> I, mean, I, I love it okay okay Speaking, I, have, uh... I have more to say about the ufo awards real okay. quick
0: yes please. i just do. want to say in addition to individual fandom awards there was mm-hmm. there were honorable mentions given to works in progress mm-hmm. like a whole list of works in progress nominated things that weren't finished and some of them got honorable mentions Sailor Moon 4200 to get an honorable mention one of those years, and I was like, yes. That's a good thing
2: for fan fiction and unfinished <laughs> category is competitive. <laughs> I would also like to. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it is. But, I mean, like in any other things, like a, un, like the unfinished movie awards wouldn't be. A thing, the unfinished novel awards would be. A like, thing, <laughs> unfinished fan fiction is most
1: fan. It's exactly, the pillar of the exactly. fan fiction community. Yeah, <laughs> it's their backbone. <laughs> it's
2: a prestigious award. <laughs> You didn't finish your fanfic. That makes you an even better fanfic author. I heard after a while, some authors just didn't write the last chapter so they could be considered for nomination. (laughs) (laughs) I would also like to mention
0: that in the individual fandom categories for these awards, um, they only gave a first, second, and third place if there were at least three fanfics. Because there's a few categories where there weren't. Like, there's only two Gossip Girl fanfics for this year I'm looking at. Neither of them got an award. So that, that was just okay. a fight, fight to the death then? <laughs> <laughs> Neither of them got an award. There needed to be at least three. Oh. For the years 2008 and 2009, the second half of these awards, there were exactly three Holic fanfics nominated there, and there was a first, second, and third for each of them. Though I don't quite understand, because there were other nominees... I thought there was, like, another Holic. Oh, maybe that was a different year. Okay, whatever. So the point is, the two fanfics we're reading today are the award winners for 2008 and 2009. Mm -hmm. The two years where there were Holic fanfics that had awards, period. Oh, that was enough to get ranked. Well, I mean, like, yeah, I don't know when it started, but there just weren't any... People weren't writing fanfiction in 2007, apparently. Um... (laughs) Well
2: for Holic. Well, I I think Holic? like the anime came out about 07-08. Okay. Oh. But then it would probably take a little bit of lag time.
0: Huh.
2: But, and then, then like the, the manga was out before then, of, of course. But yeah. Yeah. For some reason I thought the manga came out around that. Maybe they
1: came out with really close to each other. You know what? We can look this up have the internet.
0: <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah. Della has a copy
2: of the manga right in hand right there. <laughs> oh, of okay. volume 1. Let's see.
1: Well, but that's a Japanese copy. I was thinking about when it came out in the well,
2: US. Yeah, but I think they tell the there's a couple of dates in it 2003 and 2006. At that point, Tori, it didn't take too long for Clampworks to come over to the US. Like it was a right. known quantity. I guess that's fair. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the first chapter might have been 2003. Is that
1: right? Definitely the first chapter was published in 2003. You it? However, <laughs> I. Don't know when they brought it to the U.S. Because I just feel like it was later than that. But maybe it's just my awareness well, of it. Was this
2: was in the full swing of of fan uh, scandal What's the word? Fanlation. <laughs> Scanlation. <laughs> Scanlation. So, the, yeah. the, and Clamp has always been popular. So anything, everything new Clamp at that point would be instant. Not instantly, it would be pretty high in the in the queue. I think instantly is accurate. Okay. For trans- <laughs> So. People who were clamp fans were on this when it was out in Japan.
0: I believe what it's saying there, by the way, Della, is that the first printing of this volume was in two thousand and three and you have a copy of the seventeenth printing from two thousand and six.
2: Okay, thank you. Yeah. So yeah. that means that that the Yeah. The, so the chapter were out before then in trade or press, whatever. <laughs>
1: yeah, like again, like most people that I know would get our manga from the shelves of Bards and Noble. Yeah. Um, but yes, it was actually brought first published in the U.S. on April twenty seventh, two thousand four. So yeah, about a year later, some time to the U.S. Time. Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: and I, I think that that that's probably when the fandom kind of started coming up. Well, yeah, and I think people have been fans for a while, but you start to see a, a bump in fandom material when like the visual media comes out. Usually, when the movie comes out, when the show comes out, and I think two thousand eight was about the first season of the mm-hmm. anime where I still have the opening song stuck in my head.
0: Are <laughs> yeah. you saying that comics are on a visual medium, Della? Is that what you're going on record saying here? I wasn't even paying attention to what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> you were saying there's usually a bump in the fandom when the vi- when a visual media comes out. W- when the audiovisual media comes oh, out. Oh, audio Audio, yeah. That's yes. the
1: difference between TV and comics also
2: tv moves no no not the (laughs) not the audio media because they're they're radio plays and steps the audio visual (laughs) audio visual. you're right yes
1: that's why i said tv
0: also moves it has to be visual if you can see it move never mind okay what if you put one of those things like from fancy greeting cards where when you turn the page it played a little sound
1: well does that move
0: wait wait but it would be audio visual um it how, would be yes. how many franchises have that a model
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but that's why I'm saying that <laughs> oh my god we could start a whole new genre of media
0: okay let's not know. <laughs> What that sounds like work
1: <laughs> it'd be like comics that have an audio clip that play
2: every time yeah um they have those i think they're, they're like action comics on online and stuff oh
1: i but i mean like physical ones where you like literally embed a little yeah. sound clip like the greeting cards that'd be
2: an analog version of like flash website <laughs> yeah yeah that's what it would be
1: i love it <laughs> <laughs> who's gonna fund me
2: <laughs> that's like bringing the-, the shark tank
0: <laughs> i think this is more of a kickstarter
2: type thing I was definitely scared up. Yeah, you definitely have to have a like, proof of concept that's been out there for a while before people can start using it.
0: <laughs> All right. We should probably talk about these fanfics unless we're going for the record of how long we cannot talk about the fanfics before we actually do.
2: <laughs> I think oh, it's a this is category also. <laughs> it is, but this is definitely not our record. No. Okay. There's some ones we actually didn't like and that was longer. <laughs> so I think we should
0: probably go chronologically because why not? Mm-hmm. Um. The 2008 UFO Awards winner for Pollock Fanfics was The Woolen Monstrosity by AnyGen, mm-hmm. which was published July 25th, 2008 on fanfiction.net. Ask me what gen. Is it any? Yeah, any. Anygen's fine. <laughs> oh. Okay, okay just, just so we know. hmm <laughs> <laughs> You're spicy to <today>, it, <laughs> <laughs> I actually kind of like that handle, actually, like, specifically. Any general fanfic? Well, this is Jen, like the name Jennifer. Oh, uh,
1: any Jen is their name. Yeah. yeah. Like, just literally any Jennifer. I'm any sorry, we're talking Jen, about fanfic,
2: yeah. so I thought you, you were talking about Jen fanfics. <laughs> um, because I don't know if you know this it, but I'm on a fanfic podcast, so okay. that's how I filter stuff. I see. That's <laughs> the like, lens you're using.
1: Yeah. Maybe they're trying to imply that they go by multiple names that start with Jen.
2: Or maybe she is any Jen. And every chance, like, literally every gen. <laughs> well, I guess my
1: point was like, you know how some people who are like gender fluid go by names that are just basically derivatives of the other name,
2: any Jen, <laughs> and like any
1: Jen, you want, you know, it's like it's Jennifer or like I can't think of a masculine name that starts with Jen, but whatever, it could just be
0: Jen, yeah. <laughs> Jan, any Jan, yeah. okay, so this panfic. It's like 3,000 words, a little bit longer, long. Mm -hmm. Again, it's on fanfiction.net. This being fanfiction.net with the fanfiction.net community ethos, it starts with a, you know, couple paragraph author note to the readership because that's just, there was nowhere else to put it unless you started like editing your profile or whatever every time on fanfiction.net, which some people did. Mm -hmm. That's how people communicated with their fans. And so information learned from the author's note is that this was intended as a gift, a birthday gift for one of their friends, um, but obviously they put the rest of it. It is not connected to apparently a longer, you know, story that they were writing called Dreams and Realities. We'll come back to that later. And um, they had a beta, you know, they had feedback before it was published because that's the era of fan fiction we were in where people actually like had other people read it and Mm -hmm. give feedback and edit things before they published it. Some people did. No, some people did, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. The other fanfic we're doing is, is live journal. So I feel like this is kind of <laughs> straddling the fanfiction.net and live journal eras for like kind of the heavy where the fanfiction community was hanging out.
2: Yeah. But but this mm-hmm. is heavy live live journal influence period, I think.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I also have to point out that um, they updated saying they now have a new beta who's gonna help them out. And the name of their new beta is Product of a Six Society, <laughs> which is just a great name. It's like It's a really good handle.
0: I feel like I'm gaining an appreciation for internet handles just over the course of this project. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: especially like fanfiction.net, and a live journal. Like, you get people who got in on the ground
0: floor right. and just got the best names. But also, it's just like ones that are good because I wouldn't have thought of them, but they're mm-hmm. good. Like any gen. It's like I don't think you had to jump on that. I think that kind of took a, a little spark of inspiration to be like, that will be my internet handle.
1: Well, and I was thinking about this with our 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 other fanfic. Um was written by Silly Little Silly fairy, Angel fact. Silly, silly Angel Fairy. <laughs> but they had they spelled fairy F-A-E-R-Y. Right. And so I was thinking I was like, you know, I bet they tried to spell it like <laughs> the other couple ways you could spell it. That's like just the one that was available, but I appreciate it because, I don't know, it still works, and it works in its own right, and it makes you think about the generation of, like, really, again, being
0: able to get it and get those handles as quickly as you could. All right. So this fanfic, <laughs> The Woolen Monstrosity, it is Domeki Watanuki Slash, basically. That seems to go without saying when I said that it's a Holic fanfic, Mm -hmm. because that seems to have been like what the fandom
2: was interested in writing about. That's like the thing that was like set up in Holic that was not iterated on in any way Mm -hmm. (laughs) in in the official material because they're just too busy with with their twisty magic plots. But it sounds like it was asking to be iterated on, huh? Well, I I, I, I like reread the manga recently, like wanting to look at, like, the watanuki Dominki relationship. And, like, I didn't see it the first time around just because I don't see guys mostly. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but looking back, like, they do have a very, like, sweet relationship. And it's kind of... I, I do understand wanting to put, like, a label on it or, like, understanding of what it is exactly. Because, like, there is, like... A, a, they do care for each other. But it's hard to know in what way or... I'd say like if that matters. That's interesting. There's also
0: as part of the author's note of this fanfic, mm-hmm. they say it's such a mild slash. You don't even need to take it for a romantic piece at all. You can interpret it as a friendship fic if you wish. Yeah, and I think
2: that's like the tone that their relationship is like in Hollick. So th- okay. th- this could have been. This is completely in tone with the with the with the canon. All right. It right. did seem fairly in tone to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have no experience with
1: it, but I did have a lot of affection for their relationship in reading this. So yeah. I think that's nice to know that that's true to the source.
0: Now, um, for people who are unfamiliar with Holic, which is, I guess, everybody. Uh, yeah, most <laughs> uh, people. But like,
2: even if you've read it, you're not familiar with it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure.
0: <laughs> Watanuki's the lead of the whole story, and he's like a kind of nerdy, crafty in terms of like knitting stuff not in terms of like like hmm. mentally making schemes or anything um <laughs> well just, just a very uh, domestically accomplished person domestically accomplished like um and he's also the kind of character who's like he's the straight man to insane things going on so he's the one who gets to like you know i don't know no he just uh, complains about, shots.
2: about stuff all the time
0: so that's kind of what i meant is like he he's kind of like yeah done but- with stuff
2: but he's not reasonable himself either.
0: Okay, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's the complainy one. Yeah, complainy one. And I guess Domeki, who shows up a little bit later than the first volume that we are flipping through right here in the series, I guess he's the straight man in that he's the one who's like more stoic and unlikely to respond um, very heavily to situations.
2: Yeah, he'll just... Res- like, in, in casual things, he'll just demand food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, And later drink. <laughs>
0: And for reasons, he has spiritual powers that are pretty necessary to protect Watanuki, that first guy.
2: Yeah, he he's the child of a temple, you know, so he's able to to ex- exercise spirits, but couldn't see them usually.
0: And Watanuki's a spirit magnet who can see them, but can not really do anything about them. Yeah. Together, they fight crime.
2: Kind of. They, they, well, <laughs> they fight spirits, right? Yeah. <laughs> they fight spirit crime. <laughs>
1: spirit crime. <laughs> I guess that's true. Like the spirits are breaking the law because they're like trying to murder people and such. Well,
2: no, they're following spirit law.
1: <laughs> I guess, yeah, it's unclear if human laws apply to spirits or not. Anyway, yeah.
0: they fight spirits and maybe crime. But all the spirit stuff is secondary in both of these fanfics. Yeah. This first fanfic is mostly, well, it comes in about three thirds, I would say. That's probably the number of thirds that most fanfics have, but it's the so way that I'm thinking you... about this fanfic. <laughs>
1: you could have said three
3: acts, like
0: three thirds. That you're
1: like, how many? How many pieces
2: fit in this pie? I swear I re- re- read some stuff that's like four thirds four though. Like <laughs> you
1: need that last four. <laughs> you think you did, but logically you probably
2: didn't. You probably. know
1: what?
0: Throwing <laughs> my hands up at this. Point. <laughs> The first third of this fanfic is Watanuki's point of view, and it's basically him mentally complaining about this sweater that Domeki's always wearing, which mm-hmm. is the worst sweater that offends Watanuki on multiple levels. And yeah. he goes through it quite thoroughly on the ways that he finds it oh, offensive. Yeah. So yeah, like, if
1: this person knows how to knit, this author, I will bet <laughs> you, because they talk about the drop stitches and how there's no way that everyone would ever affix the arm, one of the arms is longer than the other, and there's no way they would ever affix it to the collar at that angle. I think they even say not only is it doesn't make any sense but they're not even sure how they did it and <laughs> pulled it off
2: yeah this author has or has tried to knit at one point oh yeah <laughs> uh, a, a big project
0: and uh, Domeki apparently wears it at you know every on every occasion when it's cold when he can you know wear it like it's not school uniform obviously mm-hmm. but it's like orange and misshapen and it's um, it's like natural wool
2: which is itchy and so he'll be itching himself around the neck when he's wearing it yeah I think this person is someone who knits a lot like talking about the the, the material so much <laughs> it <with> was <laughs> so much weight <laughs> and they also mentioned something that was curious to me they
1: said that admittedly like finding colors of natural
2: wool was hard well said they said like were still... finding natural wool was hard mm-hmm. hard enough and then finding that color was color possible. yeah so is that like just an accurate statement
1: to our reality? Because I was like, at that moment, I was like, "Wait, natural wool is expensive.
0: You have to go store specialty stores to buy yeah. it." Yeah,
2: yeah. You're, you're more likely to find synthetic things just in anything you're looking for anyway. <laughs> that's a good point. It'd be very expensive anyway.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, that's that's like the first part of it. Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm.
0: Also, um.
1: I just want to point out the one line. It's, it had obviously been made by someone who had a very weak grasp on how this whole knitting business went. Yeah, and it
2: talks about how he always wears it with the uh, gloves that Watanuki knitted for him, mm. which is um, canon from the from the series. Right, hmm.
0: which just clashed with it anyway.
2: Well, yeah, because the gloves are, they mentioned the series Moss Green, and so they made the sweater orange to be, Extra con- clashing contrasting. Yeah. So Watanuki does knit and has given him stuff before. Now, I was expecting this story to go in the direction
0: of like Watanuki taking some action to try to destroy the sweater or trick Domeki from the sweater or like I don't know, uh, do something about the sweater. But that's not actually what happens. Mm-hmm. Instead, conveyed in a um indirect way of repetition. What ends up happening is basically a spirit attacks them at or Watanuki at Watanuki's place, because he's a spirit magnet. And in the scuffle the sweater is destroyed. And I do like that it mentions um, you know, the spirit uses some kind of fire based attack before it's banished. I like that it mentions that the authentic wool of the hideous sweater had caught on <laughs> fire easily, because that's, you yeah. know, a thing. It's Right.
2: <laughs> and like it, It's related in him telling the story to, to Yuko, mm-hmm. also. Um, fate had only done him a favor that night, and nobody could have denied that, that the events that led to the demise of the Woollen Offense to the Protection of Dignity of Watanuki's Line of Sight Act was a product of fate. That was, of course, if Yuko was to, was to be believed. But Watanuki had long given up in con- contradicting the drunken, mysterious woman. According to her, it was fate that Domenki and Watanuki met that they had slowly grown closer, much to Wakanuki's dismay and Domeki's influence. And then they'd gone and fade again. And that's like one of the leading through themes of the of the manga. Is yeah, you said it's the tagline, right? Yeah, fate. is mm-hmm. in, everything is faded Like, mm-hmm. he's is in as
0: opposed to Gu then. Now, I do think the use of repetition there goes on a little bit too long. Mm-hmm. Like halfway through that lengthy paragraph of fate that this happened, fate that yeah. that, that happened. I was like, I, I get it.
2: Fate, fate. I um, eye color, yeah. fate. <laughs> well, that actually clarifies
1: things for me, though. It's a theming in the show. Or yeah. The, in the, sorry, in the series. Yeah. Because, like, I was wondering about that. <laughs>
2: yeah. Because, like, in that, they talk about fate and they talk about the choices you make in response to, right. to that.
1: And I do like, however, that they point out if Yuko is to be believed, and then <laughs> they sort of discredit her by saying, like, the drunken woman. Um, and so you're like well I mean maybe it's fate, maybe it's not so I yeah. I guess I appreciate that little twist I, I think drunken
2: isn't like the right way to describe it like, <laughs> like heavy drinking I guess <laughs> <laughs> we see her drink all the time we don't really see her drunk interesting okay so, so yeah. it's not like Misata no like, it's more just as as like a to show like gluttony more than mm-hmm. altered state <laughs> and
0: Once they survive that spirit attack, Watanuki, um, you know, looks over at Domeki and sees him. There's a paragraph here. For once, Domeki's face had lost the eternally bored look that Watanuki had grown to associate with him. In its place, there was an open, vulnerable expression as Domeki cradled. Cradled. Like in in like... Italics. (laughs) In (laughs) italics, like, or whatever you call it, um, parentheses, uh, Uh, exclamation mark. But just like for emphasis, like he's like he cradled the charred remains of the orange monstrosity in his arms. Should have been italics.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, this is a different way to do it because it makes you feel like you're more inside of Watanuki's head. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're like, he's thinking this. He cradled. And then he's thinking to himself, cradled. Right.
0: You know, like it's out of character for him to see Domeki Mm -hmm. look less. And stoic, or like looks so sad, or
2: affected by something like yeah. that. Parentheses, yeah. cradled exclamation point. Like th- this is shocking, right? Right. I, I like that little touch there.
0: Yeah. And then you know he's kind of quiet and and goes home, and Watanuki is, you know,
2: yeah. He, he just leaves the wet burnt s- sweater on the floor and goes home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Domiki
1: didn't say it more mourn the loss of his horrendous woolen monster for long. <laughs> After barely a couple of seconds of cradling the charred and still slightly smoking remains, he'd promptly throw them aside on Watanuki's pristine kitchen floor (laughs) and demanded a towel to
0: dry his soggy self and one of Watanuki's sweaters to wear home. And Watanuki's in character complaining about every step of this. He's complaining that he left it on the floor. He's mentally complaining after Domeki goes back that he, Watanuki, is so bothered by this incident because it's a pain to have to have feelings. (laughs) Um. And so, and
1: my favorite part is that he takes it to throw it in the trash like twice over. <laughs> and so he doesn't. But not only does he not throw it in the trash, he takes the rest of the trash out. So you have to imagine the second time he did it, there was no other trash. <laughs> yeah, He's just taking an empty bag because he's like, ugh, and I must. And so I feel like that was a true reflection of his state around this. Because, yes, he is the complainer and he's <laughs> willing to... he. He makes himself complain, right? He yeah. slogs for no
2: reason. Yeah, and it's like how he processes his
1: feelings or something.
2: Yeah, that that was a nice little uh, representation of it. Because like in the series, he only does that around other people, and it's fun to see him doing it by himself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like any time you see Watsonuki by himself in the in the series, then it's something serious is going on. But there's no random downtime, you know. Fair, yeah. And then there's the last
0: third of the story, which was my favorite third, Mm -hmm. um, where Domeki's like sweeping up the temple. It's his birthday and he's expecting Watanuki to bring him like a great lunch, but that's all he's expecting. And Watanuki brings him another present as well. And what I enjoyed most about this was the dialogue, which seemed very on point Mm -hmm. with like Watanuki has this like elevated, you know, language that he's using. And Domeki's mostly, like, very short and to the point, And it's a fun back and forth.
2: Short to the point and... In... Needling. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I, I was wondering... This was the scene that confused me the most because I was just wondering how close this is to the source. Like, um... Because Watanuki shows up and rejoice, you poor sullen fool, for I, the great Watanuki-sama, have deigned to come to say hello to you on the unmemorable occasion of your birthday. Uh, and I have founded the greatest of my heart to bring you lowly mortal a gift so yeah. like is that something he would have said the source is this supposed to be like the, an overblown joke the words are,
2: are weird would have wrote it differently but the sentiment is uh, um canon <laughs> also um Domeki we're a little bit more in
1: Domeki's head at the beginning of this and mm-hmm. he seems to describe Watanuki as the
2: flailing teenager he always flails okay yeah and- um anything's going on he's playing and the other characters talk about how he's doing funny dances And yeah and he's, he's always, okay yeah he's always shouting and always shows him don't make him with his ears plugged i'm looking away <laughs> <laughs> yeah so when he stomped into existence on the
1: temple grounds energetically swinging his school bag like that's
2: basically how he behaves okay yeah yeah <laughs>
1: i like Good characterization, I, then.
2: <laughs> well, like what I did was, I, I read these, and then I re- read through the manga again, and then I read read the these fanfics again. On my first read through, it did seem like this seemed like kind of overblown, like weird anime uh, emphasis mm-hmm. of a character that didn't really seem to fit right. But like then going back and looking through the the manga, these are these are definitely, <laughs> hmm. and the, the sort of
0: back and forth, I feel like it's fun there's these exchanges like watanuki's looking in the lunch and he asks or whatever it is and asks is that hishimochi because this day is also hinamatsuri the the celebration Mm. (laughs) watanuki says why would i give you hishimochi you're not a girl because it's like girls day it's dolls day Mm. i know that so is that hishimochi (laughs) no it freaking isn't listen when i talk to you and i like it because well what what i like about it is that watanuki didn't answer the question yeah so from domeki's point of view <laughs> he needs to ask it again yeah because he he answered it in like an indirect way where he was saying why would i give you hishimochi yeah but like without saying no it is not hishimochi
2: no, so it, like it's fun dialogue there's dialogue <laughs> like this in this series where like something happened and like do will ask him something ridiculous and mm-hmm. then will respond by that saying like well, what do you think do you think i'd be that crazy and then they just reiterate the question again yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is, it's funny what's a fun it, dynamic yeah with the implication? Yeah, of course you'd be that great.
1: <laughs> and also like it's not like um Hishimochi is like limited to eating by girls. Like everybody right. eats it on girls' days. Right. Like, usually you would you wouldn't like gift it. Why would you gift it to another boy, like to a boy? But like um yeah, I just it's funny because like I think he's thinking about
0: food right he that's right. kind th- of his thing th- 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 like, th- that's what the he's author the mentioned that I the eat. End, too. yeah is yeah. said like it it would it's like domeki to focus on what is the food and like, it's a special yeah.
2: occasion where he usually gets to eat that <laughs> food so like why not ask that question and, and their relationship well like it's a lot about food because like Watanuki is like a sort of like a domestic caretaker kind of person like mm-hmm. like cleans and makes stuff for for people as like taking care of them and like the exchange always goes, like, they, they get angry at, at each other. It's like, are you bringing lunch tomorrow? Of course i are bringing lunch tomorrow. <laughs> uh, can you make this incredibly specific things? Yeah, of course. I know how to make that. I can look that up. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, later they'll bring the mento. It's like, did you bring the mento? Yeah. Did, did, you, did you make this specific food item? Of course I made it. <laughs> oh, that sounds really like, fun. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that fine. So, like, the thing is, if he would have asked for it, um, uh Hishimoshi beforehand, he would have brought Hishimoshi. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is like a kind of a subversion.
1: And yeah, there's a reason for the expectation because it's the holiday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it also just jumps right into I, I love what they're they're just yelling at each other. And then um despite his previous grand eloquence. Watanuki seemed to be blushing slightly. (laughs) Domeki found this widely interesting, so much so that he believed it his duty
0: to point it out. (laughs) You're
1: blushing. (laughs) You're like, oh my God.
0: Yeah, Uh, this is a nice tone. And then of course, you know, Watanuki's like, I'm not blushing. It's too freaking cold this morning. My face just red from the cold, the cold. And, you know, I thought I had read this scene before at some point, it seemed familiar. Mm -hmm. Then I realized it was under the definition of tsundere in the dictionary, the rest of this scene. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, as the example given. Yeah, I,
2: I thought about whether to try to classify Watanuki as a tsundere. He like, gets so
0: tsundere at the end of the scene.
2: And like, I, I think Such a series point. Watanuki, I'm not sure you can qualify for that. But I think fan fiction probably takes it more in that direction. Mm-hmm. And that's probably more interesting for the character. So <laughs> because
0: mean, he gets this whole speech. What he did was he re-knitted the sweater as close as he could to how it originally was. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the present. And then he gets a whole, it's not like I like you or anything speech. But baka. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, and like
1: he reads it down to the drop stitches, like he's like painfully replicating Recreated how badly knitted it was. And
0: I mean, it's it's really a great thing because not only is he really good at knitting and therefore like he's able to do this, mm-hmm. but he stared at that sweater so much. That He, he you knew know, where he the knew dropped it. stitches were. Exactly. Like, yeah.
1: That's the part that kills me.
0: It's like, yeah. how do you remember that it, detail? <laughs> it's like, I can buy that he could recreate it from memory because the whole first third of the fanfic is him describing the sweater in intricate yeah. detail and how much all these little details bother him about it. And he talks about how
2: difficult it was to incorrectly attach the arm at, a, at the wrong angle. And then he puts <laughs> it upon himself to do that. Yeah. Right. He had to try multiple times because it was yeah. hard to make for him to do something that wasn't like Im- mackin' like perfect emotionally and <laughs>
0: mentally
1: difficult yeah he like yeah. could like he could do it but he, physically but he couldn't bring himself to do it yeah. right yeah
2: well like even before that he had to f- figure it out h- how to reverse engineer it <laughs> that's also true
1: yeah <laughs> man but speaking of sundara i think probably the only based on the descriptions which you said were accurate to the source stella of watanuki mm-hmm. like the only reason we might not call him sundara in the source is because there's not a lot of romance in the source yeah. but like that whole personality like the flailing and the berating and yeah. the stopping around and the acting lofty like that is basic Sundari. it's just the <laughs> it's only level thing that's missing day. it's level one, well, yeah exactly the only thing that's missing is that when you suddenly become soft in
2: your to your romantic part like, but that happens yes.
1: too well that, that, that in this fanfic
2: yeah. is what I'm saying and in, in the series I thought about it I don't, I don't think Sundari applies to him because he does soon soon and then, but he doesn't exactly dere dere, mm-hmm. but he, it, he just yes. yeah. Well, like, but like, <laughs> he, there's a there's a question of whether like bringing him lunch every day is that dere dere, or that's just something Wantanuki does because Wantanuki is in this, in this series like very kind mm-hmm. to people and like like jumps in front of people when they're about to be hit by something, like, and just like is very much for like giving for other people, and it's like. How much of that could you describe as dere dere to Dolmenki specifically? That's where the question is. Mm, I see. That's why in oh. the that's why in the fanfics, when they make it when, when they like state that like he's blushing in response to giving him the stuff, then then that's dere dere. They, they 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 didn't have that that much in the manga. He was just kind of straight faced, but still doing these acts of service all the time.
0: I see. Mm. Well, in the story, we get a little speech from Domeki that explains why the sweater was important to him in the first place, mm-hmm. which I guess uh, Watanuki never asked.
1: Yeah. That... No, he did. He did. He said, what's so... No, oh, he, he, he never, never Until now. Story. Until yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. So you re at the whole sweater. And he's like, <laughs> don't misunderstand. I didn't re-knit it because of any particular reason. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. And then he's like, soon, soon. he's going on. Yeah. And then he's going, he's like, wait a second. What's so special about the sweater anyway? What, what... So we finally get the explanation. Yeah.
2: He was always think. He was always thinking what was so special. He just never wanted to have that conversation with him about right. it until here. <laughs> I guess so. I just he was. Yeah, it wasn't
1: like he wasn't thinking about it. But it's also funny because he has to go on the whole tirade about
2: don't read into this. Well, it's like after admitting I it, don't have feelings that this is like after kind of admitting he was thinking about it because before you didn't mm-hmm. even want to admit it that that it bothered him. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. It
0: so the, the basic deal is that the sweater belongs to his grandfather. It was knitted the first sweater knitted for him by his uh, grandmother, or like the first sweater she knit, which is mm-hmm. why it's not very good, but he loved it and used to wear it. And Domeki's grandfather is so important to him that he's mentioned in both fanfics that we read today. Yeah, Domeki's grandfather is a reoccurring character in this series. Got it. But he's dead, right? Oh yeah. But he I know that doesn't s I know that doesn't stop like him from a being teenager. a recurring character. I just mean like <laughs> yeah. you know.
2: Yeah. Uh, to Wat- has like dream magic. He like enters people's dreams and people enter his dreams. And like uh Haruka, uh D- Domeki's uh grandfather visits him all the time in his dream, gives him advice, like pretty much constantly and consistently. Uh he looks exactly like Domeki. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> and
0: that's the story. I mean, Domeki is so happy to have this, you know, this sweater back in this form or, or in some form or whatever that he looks distinctly happy, like actual smile instead of his usual like stoicness or smirk or deadpan or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that inspires Watanuki to hug him, basically.
2: Yeah, this is it seems odd, but this is also I think Watanuki is not where he sees someone who's hurting or suffering and wants to comfort them. He does this to random strangers in the series Oh, at, at, at this level. Hmm. Like uh, at one point he's in a dream and then there's this girl that's little girl that's scared of going somewhere. So he's like, Oh, I, I'll go with you all the time. And if you would have gone all the way, he would have died because that was a spirit going to the other side. Hmm. And, but like he, he's the kind of person that does that, and not thinks twice, doesn't think twice about it at all. It's sort of recklessly kind sort of thing. I see. Yeah. So it seemed, Just with the context of the story, just randomly hugging him seems odd, but I think it kind of makes sense, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I also like that his closing thought
0: while being inspired to hug Domeki, Domeki kind of like awkwardly finds somewhere to put his hands or whatever, Mm -hmm. but I like that Mm Watanuki's final thought is a complaint (laughs) where he's thinking thinking that Domeki better appreciate all the effort he put into the whole thing because hugging him while he was wearing the resurrected woolen monstrosity itched yeah yeah so yeah yeah the
2: end
1: (laughs) uh yeah um it's cute though at the end like uh (laughs) there's something about i'm just testing to see whether it's warm enough well uh explain why he's hugging explain why he's hugging him (laughs) and um but at the very end, it's like, Domeki never did finish sweeping the temple grounds that morning, but nobody blamed him. It was his birthday, after all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cute. Yeah. And wasn't this one done as a birthday gift? It was a birthday gift. I forgot so about that. That's yeah. The to deeming, a friend. Yeah. And it's very sweet. I oh, I, mean. I kind of forgot about that. I didn't make that connection.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, in the end, this fanfic was the woolen sweater all along. Apparently, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> 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 the true woolen monstrosity Whoa. was... The story. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> well,
1: I don't think the author deliberately made mistakes in, in doing this. I think they actually
0: did an excellent job. It's very concise. Yeah, Always got to love that. Mm-hmm. And I guess we can just move on because I had us read two stories because they were short. Mm-hmm. We may as well talk about the other one, right? Yeah. And here's the thing. The 2009 winner for the UFO Awards for the Hala category was the story Dream a Dream by Silly Angel Fairy. Mm-hmm. The runner-up was Dreams and Realities by AnyGen, which is the fanfic that they mention oh, in yo, the start of this one, longer that one that this is not connected to. Yeah. Um. So I just thought that was interesting.
2: Yeah, I just want to mention, I, I glanced at uh, that that story. Mm-hmm. I just want to read the uh, author intro, which is extremely fanfiction. Oh, please. Um, shown an eye warning. If you don't know what it is, don't bother reading. It means boy-on-boy love and can scare people away. Trust me on this one. Bear in mind that I'm a writer who doesn't like suggesting the characters she borrows to stereotypes, so expect the unexpected, although I do try to keep them in character as much as possible. Disclaimer, not mine. Never will be. So just let me borrow them for a while. I promise to give them back when I'm done. (laughs) Very bad, (laughs) That I love it. (laughs) But moving back to the
0: actual winner, not second place winner, (laughs) of the 2009 UFO... UFO awards in the holic category. Uh, so, yeah, the story. Dream a dream. It's very short. And the other one I could divide into three thirds. This one is just one third. Yeah. I'm definitely <laughs> using the right the right terminology here, I think. Oh, there's definitely only
2: one third here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's think, just one scene, I should say. I think say. <laughs> there are
1: still three thirds. I just think it might be a smaller three thirds.
2: No, there's only one here, I think. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I counted the thirds. (laughs) Whatever. One. Yeah, you know, it's a failing of our public school system that a lot of us understand fractions. I think it's fractions fault for being stupid. (laughs) But what this is,
0: is, I guess it kind of has a first half and a second half, even though it's very short. (laughs) It's a domestic scene between Domeki and Watanuki, basically. Yeah. And
2: um a domestic scene with with them as a couple right mm-hmm.
0: oh yeah this is also domeki watanuki slash obviously i found a copy of it still online on like a domeki watanuki uh, community journal. on live <laughs> journal right yeah. and that site doesn't have the actual like title but i know that is the title
2: i was wondering where you got that
0: <laughs> it's linked to elsewhere with that title and it is by silly angel theory and all that kind of thing
1: yeah, though a live journal, it just the title is just "I
0: Bring Thick Again Heart," <laughs> which is I, cute. You know, yeah. I I grew up with the fanfiction.net vibe, mm-hmm. but I kind of like the the live journal vibe more.
2: Did you not have a lot of live journal experience? I didn't
0: do like any live journal. No, it's kind
2: of fun. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, I'm surprised live journal still exists, but it was a big thing back in the day, and like. I think the greatest thing about publishing fan fiction on LiveJournal is that usually people would publish it in parts, so you get much more of a serialized vibe. Like, sure, fanfic.net, you can publish chapter by chapter, but this is more like, I wrote something, I'm just going to put it out there into the universe, see if people like it, you know. In fanfiction.net, right? No, yeah, in Live Journal. In
0: Live Journal, I've always had it's much more of a vibe that you're writing to specific people who you know are like following your well, no, community. Well, no, it's like
2: it's a web blog thing. You're writing right. to people, sure. but also to anybody else who wants to come across and see it well yeah i don't mean exclusively but i feel like when i see these live journal fanfiction
0: authors they're like they know that they're throwing this out there but it's into the hands of like a half dozen friends who they know are gonna like see it and be like awesome Uh, a lot of
2: the fanfiction.net fanfic we just read was
0: written for someone's birthday okay that's true (laughs) (laughs) but that's somewhat unusual (laughs) usually it's like like please please leave a review indeed yeah No, it's yeah. more of like the classic fanfiction.net. <laughs> I do
1: agree with that because what you have on LiveJournal is that you friend people like right. it's
2: social network. Right. Well, and like even this is like a, is a Domeki Watanuki circle right. or page or something. And like... so I think you had I think you were
0: right, Della, when you said that fanfiction.net like, note, like that there was kind of some like more of kind of LiveJournal cross influence there, I feel like on kind of how that was presented. I mean, that's just my interpretation. Mm. But anyway.
1: But yeah, I guess my main point was that like live journal definitely feels more casual a lot of the time and that,
0: you know, you don't have to release a full story or a full chapter. So anyway, in this story, it's like rainy or at least overcast outside. Domeki's sitting by the window and he's thinking about the reading of his grandfather's will. And Watanuki comes up with like a cup of hot drink. Tea. Tea, (laughs) hot drink. Tea is a drink of water called tea. (laughs) And he like asks him what Domeki's thinking about, and Domeki explains. Now, unlike the other fanfic, this is in no way antagonistic or complaining of Watanuki or anything like that. It's Mm -hmm. like very intimate and comfortable. Yeah. Which I guess means it's out of character.
3: Um.
2: Yeah. I mean, we're spoiler alert, this is all a dream. Well, you spoiled the <laughs> twist ending. The twist ending. Yeah, so I don't know. We're talking about in character. This might be in dream
0: character. I don't know. <laughs> right. No, I, I think that's the point. It's like I I was thinking like I
2: was missing something. I was like, are they living together? Like, is this in the future? What's going on? Because well, like in this series, there is a lot of dream sequences. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of like weird, domestic things happening in the middle then something strange happens. And like, that's the flavor of this. So it is maybe not in character, in theme, maybe.
1: <laughs> so actually, I think this story has three thirds.
0: Oh, oh. I, that's the, a controversial take. I'm just saying. <laughs> I think the first third... <laughs> I'll go up to two thirds, but continue. <laughs>
1: okay, we'll see. So. We'll see. Let me walk you through. The first third is mm-hmm. more about Domeki... Talking about his grandfather and Watanuki just kind of being there to ask the questions, right? Um, like, why did um your father inherit rather than your uncle, uh, the inheritance from the grandfather? Yeah, I, and, I kind of
2: like skimmed a lot of parts in the manga, but I think this is original. The, I, the, the I think, of, yeah, the content. Yeah, I'm not asking you. I'm th- I'm <laughs> I'm putting forward with a question mark.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure, but at least the explanation here is uh, my uncle got shafted and Watanuki going because he was the younger son and Domeki going because he was the asshole son. (laughs) And I love that. And he kind of then expands on, you know, why his uncle was a dick. Um, So that's the first third is them (laughs) sitting there drinking tea and we get a little bit more about Domeki's family. Okay. Mm -hmm. Second third. Um the romance, I guess?
0: Yeah, a little cuddling. Snuggling. Yeah. yeah. And right, that's like, you know, Watanuki comes up and like Domeki gets to smell him and mm-hmm. like they're close. And Domeki has this line where he's like, I forgot that we can do this now, and it's okay. And I I like that. Based on like the later revelation that it's a dream, because like at the time you're like, what am I missing? It's like my backstory here that I'm like, you know, yeah. supposed to be in like picking up. Right.
2: But it's also fun because like when you when you're first in a relationship like that, you do have thoughts like that, so, mm-hmm. so it doesn't seem like a dream logic. Uh, in first read. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. But, but in retrospect, it's like, yeah, this is a dream logic where it's like, yeah, we were hanging out. I guess it was like my house and like we were cuddling and like that seemed normal. <laughs> you, you know, that kind of thing.
2: It seemed weird, but I couldn't think why. <laughs> and there's also this thing where they
0: keep holding the mugs,
1: but like never drink the tea.
2: Yeah. That, well, that's, uh, does Domeki ever drink some tea? Domeki drinks the tea. W- okay. Watanuki doesn't drink it because he says he's not going to remember how it tastes, which is.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, that's when they finally reveal. That's the turning third, point. Third, third. Yes. Right. Well
2: well, it's interesting because Watanuki not remembering taste is a canon thing in the series. Really? At one point Oh. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> well, I thought that was the point we're supposed to be like. Because what? it was implying that it was a
2: dream, but um Yeah. In one of the twists, <laughs> one of the fifty twists that happens, it's revealed that Watanuki had made a deal in the past or like uh, protection or something. Part of the things he gave up was his memories, including the ability to remember tastes. That's
0: odd for someone who makes so much food, but I guess well they
2: they talk about that. Uh-huh. they say um his body remembers flavors, Ooh. so so that's why his stuff huh. still has still tastes like watching Yuki make it' like and that's part of the theme, like even if you forget your body remembers okay or like a part of you remembers like there's still that connection between people that that aren't there, even if you're not aware of it sort of thing well, that's an
0: interesting thing because in the fanfic it reads like a sudden twist where domeki comments you haven't touched your tea watanuki turned his head and looked into domeki's eyes his expression wiped clean of all amusement of all emotion whatsoever really why should i he said to domeki who suddenly went cold inside i won't remember tasting it and then he he soon reveals that like this is all a dream or as he puts it a lie
1: yeah i I think yeah at that point domeki jerks in shock Mm -hmm. and then stiffens and like it and then, and then that's when uh, Domeki says, and neither, or sorry, Watanuki says, and neither will you, neither of us will remember this. So. That, that
2: would be the weird part, saying that yeah, you okay. will remember it also. The the fact that Domeki says, I'm not doing it because I, I can't taste it with that attitude is sort of out of character for, for Watanuki. Normally he'd just like do it just to, mm. just to see, or just to be, be polite. And the fact that he's like, I, I think is just jarring because
0: he seems callous about it. I see. And like the change okay. of expression. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. regardless of what's supposed to be the jarring thing, I really like that. And it's just because in this sort of dream fiction, I like that moment of uncanniness where mm-hmm. like you're negotiating like the understanding that it's a dream. Like did you both mm-hmm. see Waking Life? Yeah. Like it's like that part at the end of Waking Life where yeah. mm-hmm. he's talking with the person and then when it when he reveals that he knows the dream, suddenly the person he's talking to just kind of like stops talking. And, like, is, like, much more, like, unreceptive. And, like, it. yes, the person says a few more things, but, like, it's like the conversation suddenly right. shut down and became very tenuous. And, you know, like, my favorite anime movie, Beautiful Dreamer, has a couple moments that touch that same kind of, like, dream, dream understanding, consciousness, uncanniness. Yeah, for you, sure. You've liked a few different dream things. <laughs> I mean, those are the two.
2: Yeah, but, but you've liked yeah. it a lot. Or, <laughs> um... <laughs>
0: And well, those are some of my favorite moments is like that kind yeah, of yeah. Like the the moment where the 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 understanding that it's a dream is dawning on you, and then like what to what extent the reality is going to continue and to what extent it's going to collapse is kind of like feels feels kind of up
2: in the air. Yeah. And like this dream wantanuki is a bit more um pessimistic mm-hmm. than actual Watanuki with like not bothering with the taste and then calling dreams lies, mm-hmm. which seems like something coming more from Domeki's psyche than Watanuki's. Well, that makes sense because it is Domeki's psyche. Yes. Is it? Yeah. That's the thing in, in the <laughs> oh, because... holidays. A lot of times people do enter each other's dreams. Mm. So people do talk to each mm, other. And, and mm, it's not mm. like you're talking to a dream figure. You're, like you're talking to the spirit of the person. I see. So, so even if there, this is a dream, it could still be Watanuki.
1: Mm. Here's the thing. So, at first, right, Watanuki's like, this is a lie. Mm-hmm. And then Domeki's like, um, yeah, something about, it's just not the truth yet. And then uh, at the very end, Watanuki They're
2: the, the lies, lies designed to make
1: you think that life can be better than what you've got. Yeah, and Domeki so. realizes this is a dream, but then he's like it can it can not it's not a lie yeah. then what is it it's just not the truth yet and then watanuki ends with then make it the truth mm-hmm. so like all that talk about how it's a lie is not it's not i mean it's true it's not true yet so like watanuki does agree in this dream version that you can make it the truth so he's not being necessarily as pessimistic, pessimistic as one could be
2: yeah as, as pessimistic as it <laughs> seemed at
1: first right, right? he's just being like, "This is not our current reality, but it could be."
2: Yeah, there, there's the scenes like that. In, I'm I'm just talking about the manga all the time. <laughs> there's <laughs> scenes like it. that in the manga where they're talking with somebody who's disappeared or not there, and they're like, "This isn't the truth." He's like, "It could be if you if you work for it, mm. if you look for it." So it is. So I, I think that's the tone they're going for. It was never applied applied in any romantic way in the series, but
0: you were saying because that's just not any of the interests of the series is
2: all that's not their story right like the, in in the manga a character a couple of characters has a crush but they're, they're, they're like the character of the week mm-hmm. who are there and then they go away forever <laughs> so I I do think one could just
1: make the argument that like if Watanuki is acting out of character it is if this really is him a here, I get the dream. It's to motivate Domeki. Yeah. Especially because it goes on from there. Um, he, Domeki says, working on it. And Watanuki leaned forward and brushed a kiss over the corner of his mouth. Work faster, he whispered. So it's like, I don't know. I, mean, I didn't interpret it that way at first because I didn't know they could enter each other's dreams. But...
2: If I, it's actually... Watanuki then yeah but <laughs> yeah, look I don't
0: even think it matters that much it, because <laughs> if it's actually Watanuki there's nothing that needs to be done besides actually, like cause, yeah because that was basically a confession uh of romantic intent anyway right it's not like you need to work at it then
2: or point. Watanuki isn't somebody who could do it himself you need somebody else I to... guess whatever yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a extra level of extrapolation I'm not sure we need right <laughs> But that's the story. It's real short. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the last line is, he could still taste the goddamn tea layered almost teasingly over the despair in the back of his throat. Oh, yeah. So he still right. wakes up. And he, Watanuki tells him, you're not going to remember the tea because it's a dream, but he wakes up and still remembers the, the taste of the tea. Mm-hmm. He does, and he remembers the
1: smell of the laundry detergent and weird fabric softener stuff and soap, as he describes it, that Watanuki yeah. uses, which is funny because, like, I think that's characterization for Domeki being like, I don't know how to wash clothes. (laughs) Like what? Fabric softener? Soap? Detergent? I don't know what this is. But But Watanuki does, right? And Del,
0: I hadn't quite, I hadn't connected that. That's very good. But like, right. Dream Watanuki's like, you won't remember the tea. And in fact, he does remember the taste of the tea. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: And Dream Watanuki's breath on his cheek and pressure of his lips on his, he remembers everything. remembers the whole thing. Perfectly. Yeah.
2: So it kind of goes against that, what Dream Watanuki said probably... The, the pessimistic stuff that Dream Watanuki said probably isn't true. Well, I, I think
0: that's the vibe. I don't think it's supposed to be, despite the despair, taste of despair in his throat or whatever, I don't think we're supposed to come out of this fanfic being like, this'll never work, Instead, says just like...
2: Well, yeah, and a lot of times in the series, like, dreams are, like, prophetic, or they impart information. But in this case, the information would be untrue. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of kind of... Um, What do you want to call it? Just like a little bit of metaphor. I use the loose term metaphor Mm -hmm. kind of woven throughout this. Like, again, Watanuki never actually does drink the tea, but Domeki does. And Domeki remembers. And Watanuki apparently can't remember even in real life. So that's a thing. But um, I feel like there I'm not sure exactly how to interpret it. But I do know that it leaves a really strong emotional impression at the yeah. end.
2: I, th- I think a lot of those things just show like a pessimistic Wantanuki, like not wanting to reach out and make that chance, which is why like even or, if this is like a dream confession, he's not going to do anything because it's not worth it because you're not going to remember the taste of the tea.
1: That's that's a good interpretation though. If you take it from the lens that this is literally all in Domeki's psyche, it could mm-hmm. just be Domeki arguing with himself about that's the question. You know, the the <laughs> pros and the cons basically of confessing, or like, you know, especially with that the tea over the taste of despair, right? Mm-hmm. Um, teasingly, tea, the, teasingly, yeah, layered <laughs> almost teasingly over the despair in the back of his throat is teasingly this conflict <laughs> of. Is this a fruitful relationship and should I pursue it?
2: Yeah. That's why I was wondering whether this is dream Watanuki or uh Domeki uh psyche. I think it reads well either way. Um but
1: yeah, obviously the first time I read it, I just read it as all in his psyche. Um but I love the other interpretation. And I think this is just such an elegant little
0: work here. Well, you know what? If we've learned anything today, it's that Random fans can set themselves up as judgment people mm-hmm. of, you know, awarding one fanfic over another one. Mm-hmm. So rather than our usual things complained complain about and things to praise, <laughs> mm. if you had to award one of these two fanfics the overall UFO holic award, mm-hmm. which one would it be and why?
2: Uh, within the power invested in me, I hereby sentence motto to fanfic jail. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, me too. <laughs> hey. Let's avoid the question. Yeah, why so antagonistic, Amai? Why do you need to compare these like that? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it would be appropriate. No, I actually, honestly,
1: I really like them both. But there is something really special to me about, um, what is the title of Silly Angel Fairies' Dream a Dream. Dream a Dream. Um, Mostly because, like I said, it's got like a, like, threads of metaphor it's really concise um the language is really pretty and I guess I might be a little biased because I don't know the original characterization and like Della mentioned maybe the characterization isn't quite as spot on as the previous as the other fic but I do like this play going on in Domeki's mind and I think it is hard to make a fic especially this short where someone realizes it's a dream and not have that feel contrived, mm-hmm. and instead it feels like kind of perfect. Yeah. Like feels I mushroom. don't know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and like emotionally resonant. I, I'm having a hard time describing it, but I just I had feels, I had feels about that one.
2: Yeah, I I think the first the the one I read first, uh, "Dream a Dream," is. Let me reorganize my thoughts. I think which one you like the best depends on what you're looking for mm-hmm. in the fic. Dream a dream is sweet, uh, bittersweet, but it is like uh, blatantly, <laughs> blatantly romantic, and it's also got like that little bittersweet twist at the end. So if that's what you're looking for in a story, then that one's better. If you're looking for um, a better canon interpretation, then the wool and monstrosity would be better and it's also you know kind of sweet but it takes its time more it does yeah
0: i think i prefer the woolen monstrosity and even though i i think the writing is prettier in dream a dream and there's a few Mm. spots in the woolen monstrosity where i was like this isn't I, i i don't know like i i found the writing get in my way of reading just a little bit especially early on yeah um i thought the writing of the two characters especially in the last part of it like after reading that, I have an idea who these characters are. Yeah. After reading Dream a Dream, I have no idea who they are because it's only in the context of a dream that's maybe within the psyche of one of them with like the imaginary version of the other one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like as someone who's not super familiar with Hollick, I found the Woolen and Monstrosity kind of like uh, was
2: more vivid in yeah. my mind. The downside of the Wool Monstrosity is that it's so uh, in tone with the canon. Mm-hmm. And like in tone with the canon is, could be a friendship could be a romance that's true which is you know frustrating and i had a second thought that that might just be mm. it <laughs> mm. which could which could be romantic or just could be a friend thing and that's frustrating in in line with the with the story but i don't i think if you're doing a fanfic then you should do something that the canon doesn't.
0: I, I agree. I think you're allowed yeah. to commit there.
2: Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. The
0: author did not have to, like, toe that
2: line and be like, feel
0: free to read this as a friendship fic if you want. Yeah,
2: it, it's in tone and it's good, but it's not necessarily transformative. Mm. I think, you know, I think it
1: is in a sense. And also, like, I think we might have all been biased by the author's note because, like, <laughs> we were talking about this before. Mm-hmm. They might have been just a little paranoid. Yeah. You know, about like they wanted to have a wide audience and there was definitely a time when, you know, people were really scared in general to write gay fic. Um, The the
2: author's note for their other work, The Dream Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, And and I think you're right, Tori, that about the bias because uh, no, I admit the fact that said, feel free to read this as just a. Oh, wrenching. but, but was saying yeah. also, in, yeah. the
2: oh, also in, yeah, okay. in the other one. Oh, also in that. Yeah, in the other one where they explicitly yeah. call out that people are afraid of gay stuff. Indeed, yes. <laughs> uh, that was but, very
0: specific. But I think you're right, Tori, that that's what biased me, because if I had not read that note, I would never have thought to read that story as not romantic. Agreed. It Agreed. just would have yeah. been romantic at that phase before anyone's admitting that it's romantic, which is, of course, a very fruitful ground for romantic fiction. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that was the other thing I was gonna say is that it this feels like a that one feels like a fic that needs a sequel where they actually do hook up. Like it's just kind of like setting the ground. Sequel with it. more sweaters. <laughs> fewer sweaters. Uh, sweaters. Fewer sweaters. I would prefer fewer sweaters. But, sweater?
2: but that, that's kind of what a holic is. They're always doing that like pre-admitting they like each other relationship thing, and it feels like it yeah. n- needs a follow-up. But the series itself never follows up on that. So right. that's why... Mm-hmm. When you Amato, want the fanfic too? Well, that's why when Amato said all of Holic fanfic is Domeki Watanuki, it's like, yeah, of course. That's the thing they keep on um, setting up. Not, not setting up, implying or just having there and never resolving one way or another. Mm-hmm. So that would be the thing that needed to be um, discussed and wrote about, I think.
0: I, I love those gaps in different types of media. I, I like... I mean, you know, as a continuity nerd, I, I'm more drawn to series like Sailor Moon or early My Little Pony, where like it's more a question of like the the viewership asking, but what about all of these like hundreds of questions raised by the little <laughs> bits of world building you've done? And yeah. the original work being like, oh, we don't care about that. Yeah, And, uh, and so like the yeah. fans
2: have to deal with it. It's weird and Holly because it doesn't even feel like they don't care about it. It's like they're, they're you know, a Dojinshi group that they care about that kind of stuff. They just, have it and don't execute it which mm. feels odd mm-hmm. yeah all right <laughs> all right well i think <laughs> all right yep. that
0: brings us to things we had that finishes up things we had to say about these fanfics probably mm-hmm.
1: yeah i think so um i didn't want to say i really did enjoy
0: both of these so yeah, Good okay. picks, motto. Good job. Oh, don't thank me. Thank the voters and contributors mm-hmm. to the UFO Awards back in 2007 and 2008. Thank you, 2007, thank you. 2008 oh, UFOs. To, wait, 2008, 2009? <laughs> okay. 2008, thank 2008, you,
1: voters in the 2008, 2009 UFO Awards. I mean, I think they're
2: fine, but apparently forget you, 2007 UFO voters, says Amato. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> well,
0: um, we can go back to those awards if we ever need to read... <laughs> You know, Tsubasa, Reservoir Chronicle, Prince of Tennis, oh iCarly. God. You know, there's, all, Carly, these, yes, there's all these options. Grounds.
2: I'm not sure I want to read any of those. <laughs>
1: I want to know what the gaps in the iCarly universe are that they needed to fill in. It. Well, That's a good question. It might
2: be gay stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but are they kids? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're, every anime is about kids, just um, every anime. Yeah. These are kids. You're not wrong.
1: <laughs> well, well, no, but like, they're like 17 18 they specifically turns 18 it's like yeah I'm like sure like might not want to read like sexy stuff about <laughs> like 18 year olds but them getting together and kissing is fine but when the kids are like 11 or 12 that i'm like why would they even be interested in romance like yeah. uh,
0: you know an I mean? avatar winner but it's Utara, so sorry Geez, you know what? There's Sailor Moon fanfic awards here. I, in my mind, people just stopped writing Sailor Moon fanfiction after about 2004, 2005. But apparently, um, I'm wrong. Oh no, no you're failure. definitely wrong. <laughs> oh
1: no way! You forgot about the fact that like Sailor Moon Crystal came out just like in the last like what five years uh, or something. Yeah, but
2: that's still writing Sailor Moon stuff after 2004. No. <laughs> <laughs> How could that have happened? <laughs> Well, Crystal, Crystal's way after that,
0: and also, um, yeah, Crystal's based on the manga, which is worse than the original anime. So, whatever.
2: Anyway, I can't uh-huh. believe I like, like, gasped in pain. We said that that it was a Zutara thing. <laughs> That's my actual reaction. Wow. Yeah. it is. It
0: hurts. <laughs> okay, so for now, we'll close up this <laughs> this conversation, but we'll come back to the UFO Awards probably because if I have a resource, I may as well use it. As for today. This was The Woolen Monstroski by AnyGen, published July 2008, which was the winner in the HALA category for the 2008 Universal Fan Fiction Open Awards. And Dream a Dream by Silly Angel Fairy with an E, uh, Mm R-Y, published in 2009 and the 2009 winner of the UFO Awards in the HALA category, narrowly beating out AnyGen. Do I have anything else to say there? Is that about right? That's it. We
1: covered it. So the fanfics, the We did the fanfics. Sorry, I was lost in a dream. Good
2: job.
0: <laughs> a lie, you mean. <laughs> you can find those fanfics on fanfiction.net and LiveJournal, respectively. And I will provide links to those as well as to the UFO Awards, which you have to go to the Wayback Machine for, um, on the show notes. The intro song to the podcast is the weekly fair off of the album Popey's Incredible Adventure by Komiku and the outro song is Run Against the Universe from the same album, you can find that album and other works by Komiku at loyaltyfreakmusic.com. The podcast is edited by Della Rose, and you do still have to use the Komiku songs you can't just put in the holic intro. At this point, we're committed. Oh, (laughs) well, have I seen the whole thing? (laughs) (laughs) That's allowed. You can find our website at retrofanficretrospective.ponv.com or bit.ly slash retrofanfic. If you have questions, comments, or thoughts about the episode, you can contact us on Twitter at retrofanfic, Facebook at retrofanfic. Send us an email at retrofanficretrospective at gmail.com or you could leave comments or reviews on whatever service you're using to listen to the podcast. I'm Amato. I'm Tori. I'm Della. We're just three Earth life forms trying to be nice to each other. Until next time, take care.
2: This parting too is faded. <laughs> Was this all just a dream? <laughs> a little dream. A dream, a dream.
0: podcast is elided ele-
1: ele- <laughs> elided elevated elevated well it's a combination of edited and dela right elided elided ele- eladella eladellided did. sounds like deleted <laughs>
2: <laughs> don't, deleted. don't do that
3: <laughs>